Somewhat. We do this Tuesday after Friday, after Tuesday after Friday. Got a little structure here going on. Psyched about that. I'm Big Game Bob. Behind the glass, as always, on the ones and twos, you're looking at Grace Ibrahim. I want to jump just right on into this. We got an action-packed episode 36, Jimmy Tatro and the Real Bros. Of Simi Valley joining us today, psyched about that. Kid's an absolute ball buster and a character, along with his co-star, Christian Pierce. So we're just ready to get rocking and rolling, action-packed. Grace Ibrahim, let's do this stance for our sports segment. No comedy here. This is just me being pissed off, as I should be. I touched on it. I think six or seven episodes ago, maybe even more, when the Astros scandal had, had first came out. And what I talked about was, you know, with this whole scandal thing, it's like you go through the entire setting up the cameras, doing all this thing to to cheat and steal signs, and your final end result is to bang on a garbage can. That's all you had to let the guy know what pitch is coming. For those of you who don't know, the Astros cheating scandal, baseball-wise, they were picking off signs from other teams, using TVs, all types of cameras and devices. Now it's finally coming out. All the truth is coming out. Um, Some pretty heavy fines were addressed from MLB to the Astros. And I said, if that's the end result that you have, you did everything it's like, like I said, it's like going to kill Osama bin Laden, but showing up with a Nerf gun. So by the time you have a shot at Osama, you do all the planning, all the training, everything to get into Osama's house. And the only thing you have is a Nerf gun when it's time to shoot him. That's like the Astros case. The only thing they had was you go through all the TVs, all that stuff. All you have is just a stick to just bang on a trash can to let them know what sign's coming. And what I said was at least use a buzzer or some type of thing that vibrates to where you know when the pitch coming. Turns out, as Big Game Bob called, the Astros were using buzzers. They were using fucking buzzers, trash cans, the whole nine yards to pick off these signs. Now, like I said, they've just been beating up my Yankees the last couple years, so it pisses me off even more. But the the main reason why we have this for the sports segment here today is the MLB dropped the ball. I think the MLB totally dropped the ball. They were so quick to give the Astros players immunity for coming out and telling them the truth, that when it turns out and they got the truth, I think the MLB was like, fuck, we should have never given them immunity. These guys should be banned for a year or so. Maybe more. And it's music to Pete Rose's ears, who's been scratching and clawing for something like this to come up. So Pete Rose and his camp just jumped all over this because now he wants back in the Hall of Fame. But they were so quick to say, give us everything you know, you have immunity, that when they got the actual information that was going to come out anyway, 
because they were really starting to get a lead on the whole thing. Other players around the league were starting to speak up. You didn't have to offer that immunity. Now the Astros players are right back to it. You know, their head coach gets suspended for a year. The GM gets suspended for a year. Who gives a shit? You still got to face Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa in the ALCS. That doesn't change much. And then what really bothers me, Jose Altuve gets up and talks to the media for the first time since, and he goes on this rant about how the Astros are still going to make the World Series and how they're going to overcome this. Yeah, you know what, Jose? You may make the World Series. You got a great team. That's besides the point. Nobody's nobody's debating whether or not you guys have a good team and good talent. You have it. Which makes all the more reason of how ridiculous it is to feel the need to cheat. I mean, I swear to you, there were some pitches I remember the last couple years seeing this guy, Jose Altuve, hit. That would just blow me away. You're watching it thinking, how the fuck did he hit that pitch? And it's not even like he was caught off guard. He's a great player. But he knew the pitches that were coming. These guys should be suspended for at least a year. There is no chance anybody on that team, including Justin Verlander, who was a pitcher and will definitely be up for the Hall of Fame, should make the Hall of Fame. They all knew what was going on. But for Jose Altuve, we're not doubting that you'll be in the World Series next year. Nobody's doubting that. You've lost that right. What we're pissed about is the fact that you felt the need to cheat when you were so good as is. So I just feel like the MLB really dropped the ball on this. You know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Yankee fan, but I feel very strongly about it. And, you know, to, to, to be quite frank with you, Grace Ibrahim, I hate, to, I hate to start the show off on this type of rant, but I'm pissed. I'm really fucking pissed. Anywho, moving on. Now, folks, if you don't mind, please bear with us. Me and Grace Ibrahim just have a couple bills to pay just to keep the lights on running in this place behind the glass in front of the glass. Stay with us now. We got a quick little word here from Manscaped. Son of a bitch, Grace, I did it once again. I cut my ball sack with another shitty razor. Don't cut your ball sack with a shitty razor. I know I don't. Thanks to the good guys over at Manscaped. No more cuts and nicks with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology so you keep your balls no matter how big, how small, nice and smooth. Keep your balls nice and smooth from one guy with balls to another guy with balls using promo code BOBBYBALLS to get 20% off your Manscaped order today. Well, folks, you wanted the live feed? You got the live feed. Starting now. Subscribe now. You can head on over to the YouTube channel, Brilliantly Dumb. Get a look at our in-studio interviews. No matter how raunchy, how subtle it may be, we got a camera on all angles. Go take a look now, Brilliantly Dumb YouTube. Grace, I, uh, I believe it or not, I actually went into a Lexus dealership. I'm in the market for a new car. And as we do here on the Brilliantly Dumb show, I like to tell people when I'm in the market for something whether it's a cleaning lady, whatever it may be that I've let you guys know. I'm in the market for a new car. 
So I wanted to treat myself. I went to a Lexus dealership. And I've never had a luxury car. Like right now I got a Honda CRV. You could fit like seven kids in it and like 20 soccer balls. So everybody's busting my balls. That That's fine. But I'm ready to get rid of it. So I go into this Lexus dealership. And I, I had an epiphany, I guess you could call it. And I say, hi, you know, I'm looking to possibly get a new car. They say, oh, we'll send you right on over to Larry. Now, Larry's sitting at his desk. So I walk over to Larry. This this guy's in the middle of his lunch. So I'm thinking, is he going to get up and say hello? Nope. Didn't even get up. Just points for me where to sit down. I sit down. He goes, hi, how we doing? I'm, uh, I'm Lexus Larry. I said, I like that, Lexus Larry. How about I call you Larry Lexus? He goes, you know, I've never thought about that. Larry Lexus it is. So, so right away... You already got some good, you know, some good banter going on. This motherfucker's still eating his potato salad. He didn't come up for air. So I'm starting to think, is this guy going to start, you know, he's got a chance at, at selling a Lexus here. Larry pulls, Grace, Larry pulls a styrofoam plate under the one that he has, hands me a plate, plastic fork, just starts putting fucking potato salad on my plate. Now, if there's any way to start me off to try and get me to buy a car, I would say it's to put potato salad on a plate for me. So right out of the gate, Lexus Larry's off to a hot start. But for 20 minutes, we did not even discuss cars. We discussed politics. We discussed hobbies sports we hit them all it's like we were on the podcast you know like we just we were just talking so before we even jump into the cars i'm starting to realize this is the difference between going to buy a luxury car than going to buy a volkswagen the guy from the luxury car is going to be there at your son's little league game he's going to start to show up to school plays He's going to show up to fucking Thanksgiving. This is a friendship that you're creating when buying a luxury vehicle. You know, it's at the point now, and me and me and Lexus Larry are still going back and forth about the car. It's at the point now where I, I honestly seen Larry Lexus make an appearance at Friendsgiving. You're investing into the friendship with the dealership. You know what I mean? They're invested into your kids, into your family. They're sending you their Christmas cards. So I'm seeing little Miss Larry Lexus, Mrs. Larry Lexus, the son of Larry Lexus. It's a bond, Grace. I could give shit about the two-wheel, whatever the hell they have in the Lexus, premium Italian leather. Yeah, I could give two shits about that. I don't even care about the Lexus anymore. Larry Lexus could be selling me a minivan. I'm in. It's customer service and beyond from Larry Lexus. I think the guy's name was Patrick, the uh, the CRV I got it from. Do you think Patrick gives a flying shit about what I'm doing now? I could have cancer right now. Patrick could give two fucks. If I see Patrick at the gym, hey, Patrick, how you doing? You sold me that, uh, that, that Honda CRV a couple years ago. It's like, sir, I'm in the middle of my fucking set right now. I'm happy you're enjoying your CRV, but can I please finish this butterfly curl that I'm doing right now? 
You're really cramping my style here on chest day. Patrick, I am so sorry. Larry Lexus would have me just jump right on into his set with him. It's just a different experience, Chris. You know, it's like it's like going to a to a prime steakhouse compared to a McDonald's. It's the service. They're coming you over. They're giving you a new napkin. They're making sure your napkin's tucked in there. They're cleaning the table off for you. What's that? You got a little smudge on your glass of ice water? Let's give you a new glass for your ice water so you don't have to look through a smudge your entire dinner. It's it's just a different level. Now, now I don't know if Larry knows or not. He's got me at the point now. He could he could sell me on the brand new 2020 Lexus and have me just break the bank with ease. I'm in. I'm buying. He just hasn't offered it. There, there, he has not offered a single car to me. I'm in there tomorrow. So I got an appointment 11 a.m. with him tomorrow. He's got a little putting green in his office. I think we're just going to hit putts. All he has to say is, do you want the car? I'm taking it. But I, I, I think we might just hit putts tomorrow and I'm going to leave. It's remarkable. Larry Lexus has me by the balls right now. And I don't know if he knows or not. Anywho. Moving on. All right, folks. Well, now we're going to take you into the interview I did at Facebook Studios with Jimmy Tatro and Christian Pierce, the real bros of Simi Valley. Jimmy Tatro was an American vandal uh, on Netflix. He's been in 22 Jump Street. Just about everything. This guy's anywhere and everywhere. So I'm going to take you right now in live to their interview. Me and them, Facebook Studios. Let's listen in. All right, folks, here we are, the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm joined by Jimmy Tatro and Christian Pierce, the real bros, of Simi Valley, season three, coming out Friday. Um, I want to get into a couple takeaways here before anything. I hit you both with the IG follow. Mm-hmm. My first thing for you, mm-hmm. Martini Mondays, Dantana's, what a play. I appreciate that. Love that. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to become a new... A new thing. One of the best Italian spots around, if you ask me. It is. You, what it do is. you do? You do like a veal parm or you do chicken parm? I went with a, I switched it up. I do, I usually go with the parm. I went with a steak this time. Did you go steak? That's a, yeah. I think they call it the Dabby Coleman over there. Yeah, my friend Douglas. I right. said, I said, Douglas, what are you getting, bud? And he said, I'm, go I'm, with the steak. Good question. Mm. I'm like a chicken parm type of guy. Can't go wrong with chicken parm. Can't you look like a chicken, chicken parm. I know. That's not the first time that I've heard that. I sound like a chicken parm type of guy, too, is another thing that <laughs> nice. I've heard. Takeaway I got from you, yeah. uh, Christian, you're a happy camper. It's almost like you've never had a bad day. I tr- Whoa. I've had some bad days, yeah. but I try my best to. I doubt it. Wow. I mean, this guy, if you go through the Instagram, yeah. uh, you're just living large. That's the thing about Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is like a pretty good representation of real life. Yeah. So you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were just having a ball. Does being on the show, obviously, it's something that you guys love to do. Does that translate to, I mean, you got to have a good time doing it. Yeah. I do have a good time doing it. Um, I think I was just saying yesterday, like, it's pretty dope that I get to come to work every day that we're shooting and writing and editing. And, like, at least once one part of that, I get to laugh my ass off. Right. Um, to get to create with, like, someone who's like one of my best friends and then get to make something really dope is, yeah, it, it's. It's fucking dope. I can't it's complain. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun parts, but the actual shooting, I'm rarely having a good time. I'm usually just really stressed out. It's a lot of work running right. around, but uh, 
everyone else seems to be having fun. <laughs> Perfect. Like the Thank cast you. and stuff. Yeah, it seems like you guys are having a good time on it. Now, even before the show, before you get to all of this, and I'm sure you've answered this before, but how does this all get started to where you now you're on your third season mm. of a show? Um, where did it all start for you? It started on YouTube. Right. Um, just did it ourselves. I just financed it out of pocket. Took the L on season one. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, gained a fan base on YouTube. And we were able to sell season one based on, or season two based on season one and, and you know, what we had written up for season two. Season two was a success. And uh, season three is even bigger. It's lo a lot longer, a lot longer episodes. And yeah, we're just excited to keep growing the season and growing the show. And now before, when you guys, if we could take it back to even college, when you guys were doing the YouTube skits, did you know what the end goal was or did, were you just firing it out there? No, I mean, like, I don't think we knew that it was going to be exactly like this. Right, But like, right. we definitely had had those conversations about, like, I actually remember exactly one car ride to L.A. where we were faded and Jimmy was like, yo, how far are you trying to take this thing? Like, how are you trying to are you trying to go and like we both were on the same page it's just like we we're trying to you know go as far as get into traditional hollywood as we can we want to like write direct act and like make things happen in like what we saw as kids being our dream hollywood versions of ourselves right so if i'm being honest i didn't think it would be this show right same i thought it would be like something else like there's there was other shows that i had like been working on and and this one just like it just kind of like came to be it just like was something that worked and clicked and everyone was on board with everyone liked which kind of um, happened a lot i would too. i wouldn't have guessed that like Same. you know if we were going to be doing the show right now that it would be the real bros of, of simi valley that, that would have been my guess is it weird looking to your right and just seeing you standing on the back of a, a big old pickup truck that looks normal to me it makes me happy man i'm really happy with this poster yeah it's, it's pretty wild. Wild. it's just like yeah now, even at the time, so when you guys are first putting out, even like back to the YouTube days when it's starting to gain some traction, were you guys blowing up while you were still in college at the time? Oh, yeah. That had to be awesome. No? I mean, it wasn't, I, yeah, I, I went through a phase, man. I, 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 it was, it was a little rough for me for a while. I, I was like, I was paranoid on, on campus, like walking around with like my hat down and like. Cause I was living in the I was living in the frat house like while these videos were taking off while I was, you know, the college frat guy on so YouTube. So at the time you didn't want any really part in the recognition when it when it first hit you. I enjoyed it for like a week, you know. I first did the frat life video, and then like you know I was on spring break, and that was when people first started being like, "Oh, you're the guy, you're the frat guy." And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And then after like an hour, I was like, "Man, I think I hate this," and then like. You know, flash forward sophomore year, um, that's just like life on camera living in the frat house. Like, it was it was really it was hectic for a while. I got to a point where I was like, I need to I need to get out of here. Yeah, and that was like just U of A. It's like you know there was there's only so many people there. So like if you have a presence like that on the internet, like you're seeing all your fans all the time. You can't go get a cup of coffee without seeing like your entire demographic. Right. You know what I mean, so yeah. Well, even with that being said, even just like forget about even the parties and all that. If your parents come to visit your family, whatever it may be, what's going through their head when you're walking around? <laughs> well, I'm thinking like my my girlfriend at the time in college, she did not 
enjoy this at all. Understandably you know, like so. I, we'd be at a party and I'd be getting like, you know, I'd be taking photos with people. Right. And I was still like figuring this out. This was like the first time this has happened New to me. So I was still trying to figure out how to navigate it. I had all these aggressive college bros coming up to me and like things would get, they'd quickly shift from fans to getting offended by my lack of reciprocation of enthusiasm to now there's problems, you know, like, wait, why aren't you, why aren't you as fucking funny as you are on the internet? And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then, you know, some fights would occur. So I went through a phase. There were some fights that happened. Did you take an L in that too, or was that something that you came on? Luckily, I did not. But um, same thing for you too. No, I didn't take any fight L's in a minute. Yeah, I jumped, but it wasn't because of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. Christian steered clear of the frat, the frat fame. Right, right. You know, not your style. <laughs> I had the YouTube campus fame, but it wasn't for being a frat guy, which was dope. Like people weren't expecting me to do like as much like douchey stuff on command. Right. They were expecting Jimmy to do. Yeah, they were expecting me to. They kind of yeah, like you were a circus act. Right. Yeah. Like take take a shot. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. But you know what's amazing? Like, even with the show, like, you know, and I've, I've seen the series and, and whatnot, you would think that, like, that frat humor and everything, that you would almost run out of it, but you never run out of it. You just yeah. have it in the arsenal. Well, I think... went it, to college for 10 years. You can get, like, exhausted of it, for sure. You get exhausted of, like, telling those jokes because, like, there's more to our, like, creativity and, like, our comedic minds that we want to, like, do. So, like, there were times where we are just like, oh, no, let's, let's not do this anymore. Right. But you can't run out of material because that world isn't stopping anytime soon. Exactly. Right, if you don't want to. But it was also like, I was like, I can't, I'm not, I don't want to play this character. Right. Like, I was I was over it after, like, a few videos, but, like, fans wanted that. So it was just kind of finding a balance between, like, uh, I'll do, I'll do, like, one of these, like, every, like, two months. Because it was working so much, you guys didn't want to. It was like, I don't want to alienate those people, right. but I also want to not do that so it was like i i did like a slow exit from that right from that role and then it was like i wasn't even in college after like you know i dropped out junior year so i was like i can't keep writing my those aren't the ideas i'm coming up with anymore i'm not thinking college videos right can't like to me it's just it it's it's awesome because it's never ending and you guys you just keep it raw it's new stuff that keeps coming I love it. And then now transitioning out of college when it, when everything starts getting real big, my a question that I really wanted to ask, did college friends start to come out of the woodworks to talk to you guys? <laughs> um, did they reach on like they say? Yeah. I mean, I, I get texts from like, <laughs> you know, a few people that. Yeah. I get texts from dudes friends. like I met in a bar one time in college. Right. Who are still texting me the same stuff. I know you get a lot. Yeah, it's still a lot of gray. You know, you I mean? have a Moscow Mule with a guy, gray. and then it's all just. Yeah, he's still pitching me like his new startup. Right. Every year, it's always a new startup going on. I get hit up from this guy that I like. I, I, we didn't even hang out in college, and then it was like after he started like, he's a guy that would like call me when he was with people, like, so if I would answer, he'd be like, "See, yeah. <laughs> you know." Here he is. Yeah, he is. I told you. <laughs> and, like, I started realizing that's what was happening. And, I'm like, like I said, we were never really friends. But, like, I get these texts from this guy, like, yo, come on out to Tucson, dude. <laughs> like, come through, like, the frat. I'm like, dude, what yeah. makes you think I would ever? You think I'm going to fly to Tucson for the day, for a day party? Like, what? If he ups you to the weekend, then maybe you take it. 
Yeah, like if it's the weekend, I'm there. Right. But Easily. for the day? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just like these requests from people that feel like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. Get it. Like you owe them something. And how often do you guys kind of have time to, to stop and reflect on where you come on the whole thing? Uh, excuse me, Grace. Excuse me, folks. We got bills to pay here. Ah, jeez. Fuck. Sorry, Grace. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself, shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Folks, I am no longer shredding my ball sack. I'm treating my ball sack with the most premium lawnmower 3.10 ball sack has ever seen. Just gliding right through my genitals. The people over at Manscaped have engineered 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Move over, John Deere. I got a different thing taking care of my ball sack. Starting now, starting right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bobby Balls. Not Bobby Ballsack, Bobby Balls. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Bobby Balls. Your partner, your dick, and your balls will thank you. From one ball sack to another, gentlemen out there, trust me when I say take care of your ball sack. Welcome to greatness, folks. I'm Big Game Bob here from the Burnley Dumb Show. Scroll on down, watch our all live in-studio interviews, whatever it may be. Enjoy some premium quality content with the Burnley Dumb Show brought to you by Bro Bible. Um, try to do that as, as often as possible. Right, take it all in. It's easy, yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice to get that perspective of like how far you've come. There's still a lot more I want to do. I think we both want to do. Um, so there's a long road ahead of us. But I know you were just saying yesterday you got to stop and smell the roses and think about how far you've come. It helps you keep perspective, stay grounded. I take it it come it moves fast. Yeah, it moves quick. Yeah, I, I mean I, I look I like I don't like to get too caught up in like looking at where I am. But like I mean it's like the way I like to look at it is like if you're on if you're hiking up a mountain. You know, you make the most progress when you have your head down and you just keep your feet moving. Right. And it doesn't feel like when you're just doing that, you don't see how far you've gone. So it's nice to every now and then turn around, look at the view, and be like, ah, I'm a lot higher than I was when I started. But um, I try not to do it too much because then I think it's easy to get caught up in you know, get complacent with like, oh, this is a nice view. I can enjoy this. Now, speaking of view, you two see a lot of each other. Okay, mm-hmm. is the Back. chemistry always on point? As it is, as it seems on the show. Do you ever disagree on anything? We disagree a lot. Oh, yeah. Even disagree. on the I think coffee. What makes uh, us preset. work is we disagree. The, the coffee that he was drinking preset, you were disagreeing with about. Yeah. We didn't know which one he was going to drink. Right. That's true. No, I think we disagree more than we probably agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes together, when it's time for the show or even writing everything, you guys are just on the. Well, that's how you know when some shit's good. It's because like when you fight, when you agree on something, when you like see the same thing, you're like oh, that's when you know it's good. Right. We, we can't poke holes in it. Neither of us can. Yeah, we usually yeah, like we typically tend to have conflicting mm-hmm. ideas of things. Like 
like the way like you know when we do we would do these these drunk questions videos and it's like all of our answers would pretty much be like every now and then we'd agree on something but right. like for the most part our answers were like he'd say one thing i'd say something else well usually i'd say one thing he'd say something else because he's a contrarian nice yeah I, for sure i agree <laughs> see that i he's, did he's good i did yeah he, he always does that and what's the with that being said what's the most rewarding part for you guys of, of working together um make it, like making shit happen like making shit that we want to be out there um i think it's so cool to see the process like you said hiking up that mountain but like to go from the initial stages of writing a joke or writing a scene or an episode down to seeing it finally come out um it's a little level of satisfaction for me being like oh man like the way I saw it in my head several months ago is the way it looks on this screen now. That fucking makes me happy. See, that's got to be a bizarre, like even for season one, that just the transition of even just writing it to it actually coming to life. Right. Was that pretty wild to see, I take it? Yeah, I guess it is. That's, that's the better way to put it, bringing stuff to life. Like right. Life into ideas. Um, it's also cool, like the moment when I had a moment, I think it was season two, where I just kind of like looked around. We were on set. And I saw like all the trailers mm -hmm. and like all the people, you know, I'm like, we did this. Like well, we, we made it. this all happen. This is a real thing. There's like, you know, hundred, hundred something people here that are all, you know, being paid and it's like a fully functional thing. Yeah. And that's a cool moment to kind of look around and realize that that's something to feel good about. Yeah. Nice. And everybody on the show, I mean, you guys all seem to have good chemistry. When you when you guys are done filming, I'm sure there are long days of filming. Are you guys going and getting after it at the bar and drinking together, hanging out, or you shut it down? Usually, do your own. Thing? No, we got to we got to be back the next day. So like you. So it's right. It's like a school night. Get ready, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a school night for sure. I right. Mean, yeah, it's like you know eight to eight eight. It's like you know seven a.m. to eight p.m. every day. Oh, this that's no long problem. days. Then you got to go home and like read the scripts for tomorrow and like prepare everything for. Yeah, a lot of times we're doing the rewrites. caskets. Yeah, we're gonna do rewrites a lot. Like the caskets chill a little bit more. Right. Um, and like when we like rap, we will hang out with them. If we have like a little bit longer of a break in between days, like we'll you know try to hang. But most of the time, right, we got to do rewrites and produce. And sometimes yeah. we got a cast day before. There's also know. no like, like I directed, like all the episodes, so there's no downtime at all. You know, it's no, there's never like a moment of like where I can chill. At, at all on set because it's like even you don't just head to Dantana's for some martinis on, that'd be on dope that'd be to. pretty nice, nice too yeah get you back in the mix yeah but and it's like you know a full day and then it's like alright well we have this this unresolved scene yeah it's also tomorrow like, <laughs> and the next day that we have to go home and write at like you know 10, 11 p.m. yeah so and you prefer to be together when you guys are writing yeah, just to yeah. bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, that's how yeah. it gets done. Wow. We did get we did do one rewrite over have a glass of wine this season, which was cool. That was it was, that was like the whole nice. time. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like shot us we shot out in Oxnard. So we both went up early that weekend and we're like it was like a you know, a nice chill hotel by the beach. We're like, yeah. let's go up there a day early and like Try to relax. For yeah. Before the madness, then. Yeah. And then it was shoot. madness. Yeah. I'm sure. Absolute madness. Yeah. yeah. We got to madness shoot. before and after. Yeah. yeah. And then what are you guys? Obviously now again, season three, Friday. What are you guys most looking forward to this season? I'm sure there's something different from each season that you're kind of looking for. What are you? Want to go first? 
Um, I, I know. Oh, you know exactly what yours is? I know. I, mean, I want to hear yours take first. The lead. Take the lead. I'm just, what I'm most excited for this season and what I've realized throughout the editing process is that at this point in the show, the characters are so developed and they're so, you know, they have so many, like, different traits that everyone is already aware of. So their problems, by the time you get to, like, episode five, six, seven, eight, like, there's such real people and it's just like it's just such a cool point to get to in the show where like your problem the problems in the show are based off things that were established from like right previous seasons right. to like get to where they are now so it's just like really cool being at that point where like you know everything they're talking about you're like the, the fans are like oh like he's upset about that because this happened right, and right. this happened like you've been with them this whole way so yeah. it's just a, it's a really cool point to be at around, and it starts happening around like episode five, six, seven this season. Yeah, it's like we listen to like you know we listen <laughs> to what the fans have to say in response like to you know season one and season two, and like at the same time that we have all these ideas that we want to see happen in our characters' lives and like in like the shape of the show as like a whole. So we took it to a lot of like new heights. It's like a lot bigger this season, but at the same time we tried to include you know as much of what we think the fans love in this season. So I'm excited to see like if it, you know, if it pays off if the fans are still into it, like these new levels we take the shit to and um yeah. Yeah, cool. the biggest thing that they wanted last season was they wanted longer episodes. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest complaint. Right. They right. need to be longer. So they're longer. So hopefully uh they're not like That's enough to nah, surprise. go back to shorter. Yeah, yeah that would suck. <laughs> probably turns your days from the 8 a.m.s to 8 p.m.s to 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. with a longer episode. Exactly. If that's what they want, you deliver. Yeah. That's awesome. The only thing I, I really hope that doesn't end is Hawk and Duncan with the baby. With Hawk the baby. and Bryce. I, I hope that never ends. I got such a kick out of that. It just. Well, you got to keep in mind, I don't know, you know, in the two weeks later of season two, Hawk aged significantly right and he was in kindergarten at the end of season two mm-hmm. uh i'm not going to give away too much but i will say hawk is, is much much older now yeah okay than he, than he was uh i mean he's he's off at school yeah so he's off at school we won't speak on the we won't speak on the status of the beef right right, right, right. and to watch that to see if there's still beef in or not but there's you know hawk being older is going to change some things that's awesome yeah well another question that we, <laughs> another question that we had was where did the origin of, and I'm sure you guys get it all the time, the do you even burn, where did that start oh. from? Is that a college thing? No, that happened on set of season one. That was, honestly, we had we had written in, like, for the scripts, it just said, like, Bryce and Wade sit on the couch. And, like, the night before, I just typed in, like, uh, like a little do you burn thing. And on set, I was just like, guys, just, like, give him shit for not and then that happened in the garage and we were like that's really funny and they kept riffing on it and then there were like three other points in the season where it just was unspecified dialogue and all all those moments i was like bring do the burn thing again do Do the burn thing again and then it became such a thing in season one that wasn't planned that just kind of happened that season two we like Wade's storyline like yeah, revolved around yeah. right. him burning and then we bring it back we we bring it back this season but in a different way right. I'd take a new spin on it what would you say is one of your favorite bits that you <coughs> had for example like the do you burn bit uh-huh. what was one of your favorite that you probably enjoyed the most 
I've enjoyed the response to like I'm straight up not having a good time. Like the way those <laughs> memes took off. Like I didn't I knew that was gonna be a thing, but I didn't know it was gonna be like that. Weird. And so the way, you know, Johnny's straight up not having a good time has taken off. And like the ways it's been used across like internet culture has been really funny. It was on NBA on TNT recently. Oh yeah, I was not Hilarious. expecting that. Yeah, that what meme response? Kenny Chuck and the boys. Yeah, it was yeah. Chuck, and then it was Real Bros. See, that's yeah, awesome. That's crazy. I gotta ask a question on my last on my last podcast. If you could have one person on, who would it be? I think Charles Barkley would be. Awesome. He's the man. So to get a shout well, out from one person show. on Real Bros. Is that what you were saying? No, no I'm just saying. Oh, one person on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think Chuck would be awesome. So if you guys got a shout out from him, that's neat. Yeah, you want me to pass along his info? Could you please? Or thing. just meme it back and forth from yeah, one yeah. to another would be pretty cool. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So moving on, another thing that, that we'll do on, on our show is what we call the Ask Bob segment where people will ask questions. So I have a couple fan questions that came in that, that we have for you guys. Um, first off, by the way, before we even get into that, coming into Jimmy Kimmel with the stash. Yeah. Bold play. Power move. <laughs> Big time power move. What was what was your thought going in? A little nervous going into that? I was definitely a little nervous going into that, yeah. And I was definitely not 100% on the on the mustache. I uh, I actually texted a photo to Brittany over there, and I was like, I was like, should I go stash? And she was Did like, she I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm doing stash. It just felt right, you know? Right, right. And I just I, I don't like being clean shaven. I feel like when I'm clean shaven, I just you look dumb. I look like Christian, you know? right? I look like an <laughs> idiot, right? <laughs> what do you mean though? What? What do you mean about looking an idiot though? But yeah, so I, 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 I have an episode it. right here, right now. Believe it or not, that's what, that's cool. It's almost as bold as coming in with the jacket. Just if you did the jacket and the stash, that's two bold plays coming. The fabric softener jacket. Oh man, that would have yeah. really. I mean, that would be bold. It's like you're wearing a baby blanket. I mean, the way you get this is you just have a regular jacket, right? And then you just you just put cotton candy <laughs> in the wash and, and you just let it go. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, it put started out hot. Yeah, yeah, hot. You put on an extra hot. Yeah, yeah you can so do it gets it. fitted. You do it on cold. I might do that with a turtleneck. That's probably the next move. Yeah. Fuzzy neck. <laughs> okay, so now for that Ask Bob segment. So the first question that we're gonna have for you two, this first one's coming your way here, Yo. Christian. Andy Stolar is out of Naples, Florida. Okay. Would like to know what's your craziest fan interaction you've ever had? Uh, craziest fan interaction? Okay. Oof. We had a girl come up to us and start crying while we were riding one time. You remember that? Mm-hmm. In the car? That was actually I, in college. That was like we were still in college. So, like, it wasn't like to the level of things we're at now. But for us to be sitting there riding one day and some girl to come up, like, shaking, crying, that was pretty crazy. That but cool. funny interactions actually happened recently. Last week, I was like getting a coffee or something and some guy was in front of me in line and he like double takes and he looks back and he's like, yo, shut the fuck up. I'm watching your video right now. And he was like watching drunk questions in front of me. So that was, that was like inception. It was like he was watching and I showed up. So that was funny. And you? Um, probably I was at a, a live sex show in Amsterdam. A what? Huh? You got a what? Yeah, we did hear that, right? It was a... Amsterdam sex show. It's a thing, you know. In Amsterdam, you know. Kind of pervert. And I was with my ex girlfriend, and she went to the bathroom, and I was waiting for her at the bar by myself. And if someone came up and was like, "Oh my God, are you are you Jimmy Tatra?" And I'm like, "Hi," in Amsterdam at a at a live sex show. So I'm like, "No." <laughs> and she looks at me like, "Uh." 
like, like, yeah, you are, you know, like, no, I'm like doing some weird accent. And uh, I'm just thinking, fuck, like, I hope my girlfriend comes back so she doesn't think I'm by myself. But she's like, do you want to do a shot? And I'm like, and we'd like do a shot. I never committed to being me. I what still, accent is that? I don't know. Curious. It was like a weird like accent. I was trying to like not be me or act like I didn't. Did she speak take English. the bait on the accent? It was brutal. We do a shot. They leave. Then my girlfriend comes out of the bathroom after they've already left. And I sure enough get a tweet like two days later. Like just ran into Jimmy Petro <laughs> at a live sex show. He was by himself. There's a dick behind super it. Super yeah. weird. <laughs> so yeah, I was definitely the, the worst fan interaction. That's pretty weird. Yeah. So the next question for the well, I just said I told that story because I just want that girl to know I, I wasn't I wasn't by myself. For sure. Does that have any reason of why she would now be the ex girlfriend possibly? No, 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 no. It wasn't the, the sex show in Amsterdam. It wasn't the sex show in Amsterdam. Interesting. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> a powerful first ask Bob segment question. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I yeah. like that. That went well. Sorry. We'll Moving cut, on. We'll cut that all out. All right. So for uh, this coming, Mike Rampone, Randolph, New Jersey. Jimmy, this one's for you. How were you pitched, and how fast were you sold on the movie American Vandal? Like, uh, how did how do they pitch that to you? Well, I didn't. They didn't pitch it to me until after I got the role. It was like super secretive, and I just auditioned for Untitled High School Netflix project. I didn't even realize how big my role was. I just auditioned for like a kid in a mockumentary. And then um, I got the call from like the directors and the producer and they're like, dude, like you got the role. My agent told me and then they called me and on the phone, they're like explaining it to me, like the concept. And I was like, I was just dying laughing. Like, oh my God, this is so funny. And uh, I was like, so who? And, and then I like realized, I was like, oh shit, am I, am I the guy? That you're, I'm, I'm the guy. guy. And they're like, yeah, no, you're the guy. I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> and I realized, like, that's great. I was, like, on a plane. I just started freaking out. Um, but, yeah, I didn't even know what the concept was until until I had booked it. And then was it even funny explaining the concept to, to friends and family? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was I, – I, I read – like, when I was reading the scripts, I was, like – I was just getting so excited while I was reading them. Right. And, like, by, like, episode five, I was, like, who the fuck threw the discs? I was like laughing at it, and then I was like, "Wait a second. I remember, really coming, I, come, I remember him coming to our writing sessions, but like, "Yo, so I'm trying to like, like I'm just doing thing I'm about to be. I'm trying to like, you know, read through it, but it's like really like thought provoking, and like it's like a mystery. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Who did do yeah. dicks? <laughs> and will you guys bounce it? Like, will you even if you're in a show or if you're doing something that he's not, will you bounce ideas off of each other and help each other out? Um, he kind of like brings some stuff like back with him from set if he's on something and uh, we talk about it and bounce things up but I you know let him do his thing on his own stuff right yeah alright well let's keep it moving here next question ask Bob segment Matt Tolman out of Dallas Texas Jimmy this one's for you I played pickup basketball a couple times in college with you what are you looking for out of five pickup basketball teammates teammates part of a lion or somebody that knows the X's and O's mmm you're a ball player too. Yeah, I play a little bit. All that on the IG. Mm, okay. Um, I'm looking in pickup. I'm looking for guys that are team players. Hey, there you go. X is an O's. X is an O's. No, so what he's saying, I think he wants the heart of a lion teammate on the pickup court. 
Are you more well, X's, X's and O's? X's and O's. Yeah. Well, X's and O's, well, X's O's get you the, X's and O's. Those get you the dubs. People who know how to play. Oh, people who know how to play. Part of the line is a guy who's just like, he's trying his hardest, but he's nah, probably going, throwing up bricks. I'm going X's and O's. Yeah. Diving on the floor after loose balls. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Yeah, we just need the dub. Yeah, yeah just need Part the dub. Part of the line, we were talking about this last night. Like, if someone tells you in pickup, like, I'm really good at rebounds <laughs> and defense, like, okay, you're trash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're no yeah. good. You have yeah. no skills. You can't shoot. You can't dribble. Keep right? the ball rebounds, defense, I'm your guy. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to pick you. If I can't find a fifth, I got you. <laughs> can't find a fifth. I mean, even, even, yeah. even in the college gyms, I'm sure you get some hardos that are the not the X's and O guys that are just diving all over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some lunatics. Some floor-slapping defenders, you know? Yes. Yeah, guys who come with the full gear, headband, wristband, goggles. Full nine yards, Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah. Maybe like a Wizards exactly. throwback type But of the deal. main thing you got to, I mean, if you you can't be on a team with a bunch of ball hogs. That's when it's not that's fun. That's the worst. But yeah, that's what, sure. that's the issue you run into. That is most pickup nowadays, guys. though. Yeah. Right. I mean, you may get a guy that's just putting up 20 jump shots a game. Right. You know? But you're not having a good time. That's a thing. That's another thing you got to kind of... That's why you got to roll with at least two people when you go play ball because you know you can trust your two homies to feed you the rock. Even those other two dudes are ball hogs. Right. Three is a good number because then you get two, but you are... You have the core. Right. Interesting. You own the core. shit goes down, you can beat those two dudes up because you're outnumbered by one. Okay. Interesting dynamic. It goes that way. I'd like to see you guys on the basketball court. All right. Let's go. Now again, so I'm the the last question that I had for you guys. I'm looking forward to season three. Um, you know that I really want to know when you guys. So when this comes out, I mean, I'm sure you know all the all the bits and you know what comes which. How much will you now rewatch? Will you go to season three and watch it all again, whether it's with friends or have you saw everything you had to see? We're watching so much of it every day, like right. as it is just in the edits, like different kinds of edits that happen. Um, and like I know, we both also go back and just watch episodes at home to like feed what go we go into the edit with the next day. So yeah, last season I was watching all of it the whole time. You would so from start to finish? No, I was watching them out of order. But like I watch I watch it from start to finish as they come out, just because it feels good. I sometimes watch a couple few times a day for that drop, and then like the whole season I'm just kind of on a cycle watching it all. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like still in the, the point of the process where like I'm. I can't stand it, kind of, mm-hmm. where it's like... To watch it I've again? I've seen it too many times. Only reason I'll watch it on Facebook is to, like, for that last... Just to really make sure that there's not some something that got fucked up last second. Yeah. Like, when I'm watching it on Facebook for the first time, I'm just like, okay. You're waiting for something to go wrong, kind of. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Been out of my hands for a week now. Let's yeah. see if anything got fucked up. Okay, we're good. Well, guys, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you got a long day ahead of you. I'm probably going to dive into that Facebook cafeteria right now. I got some good stuff. I might. I'm going to go take a look. Is it a hot bar, too? It's a hot bar. Okay. I think I'm going to go take a look into that. I know you guys got a long day ahead of you. Thank you so much. Season three, The Real Bros, Asimi Valley, coming in hot. Well, folks, if you ever told me one day that Jimmy Tatro and Christian Pierce would be closing out the Ask Bob segment uh, for episode 36 of our podcast, I would tell you you're fucking nuts. Um, But that's where we are. We are rocking and rolling as promised. Uh, I tell you, Bro Bible, and I got to give them credit, they have really just put the pedal to the metal for me. 
they were kind of like that extra oomph I needed between, you know, their connections and, and what they know, uh, you know, and whatnot. Now, I, I, I do want to already hype something that's going to be coming out. I'm hoping next week I'll keep you updated on it. We do our next interview. Mind you, you could go to YouTube right now, youtube.com slash dumb. Watch my interviews that we do, the one with Jimmy Tatro today, our first one with Bob Mennery. And then we're looking for a next week release. We did an interview with Robert O'Neill, the Navy SEAL who shot Osama bin Laden and his father. Now, his father has only given one interview before the one we got with him. This was, for me, one of the most pinch-yourself moments because you can't—you just can't believe it's happening and who you're sitting with. Um, for me, it's the proudest moment of my short career by a landslide. Um, it's probably the most fascinating, and, and I'm okay with saying this, I think it's the most fascinating interview you're ever going to hear. Uh, what I like about it, it, it's crazy to think that there's comedy involved in it, but there are times that are just hysterical when you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to hear some bone-chilling stories. It took them, I would say, about five minutes to really kind of settle in, um, you know, and then once once we hit that six-minute mark, and you're going to see it, it just, you know, just an avalanche of emotions comes in and it, it is it is really something special. Keep an eye out on my Instagram. I've been posting on Facebook more um, for the interview. I'll keep you updated when this is going to come out. Um, again, the Navy SEAL who pulled the trigger on Osama bin Laden, he does not hold anything back. Um, it, it is truly something special. We actually went back without giving away too much after the interview I had Robert and his dad over my house uh, in my living room, and we were drinking. We had a couple drinks. We were laughing. We were telling stories. It just, it was one of the, the most memorable days of my life. It, it truly, to think the man who killed Osama bin Laden was sitting in my living room, um, you know, and his father, it, it's just, it it's truly a special interview. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Make sure you head on over to the YouTube. You could subscribe to the channel. Get this week by week. We're coming in hot. Folks, this is getting a lot of fun, and we're just getting started. Until then, I will see you next week. I'm Big Game Bob. You're looking at Grace Ibrahim behind the glass. We will see you next Tuesday. Take care now, folks.